Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky on this bye week. No, actually, nope. My colleague, uh, colleague, co-worker, and friend Brian Haydad has uh, brought to my attention that it is not a bye week. Bye is what you use for the uh, the playoffs. It's what you, uh, you earn a bye. This is an off week, and so just like he and I do with the uh, with the training camp as opposed to fall camp, it is the off week, not the bye week. But anyway, splitting hairs. I uh, that's going to drive me nuts now that he pointed that out. There, everybody's going to call it a bye. It's not a bye. It's an off week. Doesn't matter either way. Off week Monday. Ole Miss sitting at five and one. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, a really excellent start to the season when you consider how they've won games in multiple different ways, and especially. Shout out to my friend Michael Katz for the stat. Ole Miss uh, has scored more points in the fourth quarter this year than they did in 13 games last year. In all of last year, Ole Miss has scored more fourth quarter points now than they did all of last year. And defensively, they're really, really good in the fourth quarter as well. At least they have been uh, in the LSU game. They were in this game as well. Ole Miss is a good fourth quarter team. They're a really good fourth quarter team. How about that? That is... uh, that's a, that speaks to team leadership. It speaks to coaching. I think we talk about this in the live chat, but either way, forgive me if I'm being repetitive on this. It's a good point, though. Ole Miss being as good as they are in the fourth quarter speaks to team leadership, speaks to coaching, and it speaks to the strength and conditioning staff uh, as well, and, and depth, especially on the defensive line. So all of those things matter, and Ole Miss is a really good fourth quarter team. So today, here's the live chat, the Sunday live chat. Uh, a lot of Ole Miss Arkansas talk, as you can imagine. Mix some state in there as well. They won this weekend. weren't particularly impressive doing it, but there were some state fans in there. And uh, a good long chat last night. Had to cut it off a little early, so it's not as long as usual. I was feeling like garbage yesterday. Better today. I, I know you were so worried about that. But anyway, that's coming right after I tell you. Please, first, follow me on social media. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And wherever you get your podcasts, if you are not subscribed to this one already... Please subscribe to it. Search Rebel Report wherever you get your podcast. And if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. And before we get into it, I want to tell you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That is the website. If your business is located in Mississippi, anywhere in Mississippi, and you're in the market for office technology, anything from cloud storage and data security to IT projects, phone systems, whatever the case may be, If it's technology and it's in the office and your business needs it and you're located in Mississippi, absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you and you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment from Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. they got 16 locations here in Mississippi. I actually had to go to my Priority One Bank location this morning. A quick stop, an easy stop, and uh, the teller. A wonderful woman recognized me, knew my name, and asked me where my little guy was. He is uh, He's on the mend today. He's feeling sick, but she remembered me and remembered that I had a son. It was a cool experience, and that's what you get at Priority One Bank because they make you their priority. 
Six, again, 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. Check them out today, and you will have a much more pleasant banking experience, as I can attest to. All right, here it is without uh, any more delay. The live chat last night, uh, talking a lot of Ole Miss, Arkansas, uh, some Mississippi State stuff. Even we had a state fan in there talking about potential candidates to replace Zach Arnett. That's how uh, it has gone there. Anyway, enjoy the live chat, and I'll talk to you again probably on Wednesday because it's an off week, but I will talk to you again very soon. Enjoy the conversation. Talk to you again soon. The drill by now, you drive, uh, you drive the bus, you drive the conversation uh, on these live streams, and let's start here. It says always a good day when Ole Miss can escape with a win against Arkansas, and that's kind of what that was, right? I actually uh, found what Lane Kiffin said after the game really, really interesting. He he not only wasn't mad, he was actually kind of excited that his team won a game in that way, and. Uh, you know, that's interesting because, uh, you know, some coaches would be, uh, you know, just mad at imperfection. And, and that wasn't Lane Kiffin after the game. It wasn't a perfect game at all. They struggled offensively. Jackson Dart got hurt on what they said was the second play. I didn't notice it till midway, I, I guess, through the first quarter that he was definitely hurt. Uh, did not play anywhere close to 100% in that game at all. Trey Harris was hurt as well. Uh, it, it was a weird football game. It got off to a weird start there was no rhythm there was no flow it was choppy you had you know officiating issues and I'm not even talking about calls or good or bad calls I mean like it took them a while to like get the play started and there were a couple of times where they they blew a whistle dead or 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 didn't blow blow the play dead but like wouldn't let the ball get snapped because they were disorganized and it, it was just kind of a mess it was a weird game it was uncomfortable Arkansas scores on the opening possession aided by Frankly, a, a bad uh, officiating mistake. I'm sorry about the – I don't know what's going on with my computer or the internet. We're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, I, I hate to say it. There's like nothing else running in the house on internet, and it still doesn't work well. It is what it is. Uh, but it was a weird game. There was no flow. Quarterback gets hurt. Best player that is not your quarterback gets hurt on offense, and things just weren't going well. And despite things not going well, they locked in defensively. What was it, 36 total rushing yards, uh, fewer than two yards per carry for Arkansas, and what was it, 240 yards passing? I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was under 300 yards for Arkansas. Uh, one of their, their touchdowns was aided by a penalty when they got off the field on third down, a phantom pass interference call, and then three more points they gave up was after a really bad fourth down decision deep in their own territory. And so defensively, they gave you everything you could have possibly asked for. Now, they need to be better on third down. The I don't like uh, the soft zone that they play on third and long. It's too easy to pick apart, especially when you're not bringing extra guys uh, to, to ensure that you get pressure. But they won first and second down. Uh, they were really good up front on the defensive line. Uh, Uku was really good. I mean, everybody on the defensive line was was largely dominant. Uh, against Arkansas, and Sistrunk also played a, a good game in his own right. And defense played well, and they won a game as a result. It's People that are expecting perfection on a weekly basis, are uh, it's an exercise in futility. Alabama, with that talent, is not perfect every single week. Uh, Ohio State's not perfect every single week. Nobody in this sport is perfect every single week. What matters is you win uh, you win games and you lose games. And don't forget, LSU at home had to kick a last-second field goal to beat this Arkansas team. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, 
they're not particularly good. Don't kid yourselves, and I'm not trying to kid you. It's not a good Arkansas team, but it's it's an SEC West opponent. And if I'd have told you eight weeks ago uh, that Ole Miss is going to be five and one at the midway point of the season, entering the bye week, a schedule that features Arkansas and LSU and at Alabama and throw in Tulane as well, being five and one at this point of the season is something that every single person. Uh, affiliated with Ole Miss at all, including coaches and players, would have taken at, at the halfway point. So uh, they accomplished uh, their they accomplished their goals at this point. At least I think they did. And, and you know, you you look back at the Alabama game and wonder what could have been had they played better, but they didn't. Um, but still, being five and one in this spot is uh, exactly where they should be. And uh, the the resume stacks up again with wins over LSU. They had to go to Baton. Uh, excuse me. They had to go to Tuscaloosa. Um, the, the the rest of the schedule looks uh, really navigable uh, for Ole Miss uh, for sure. You get your your toughest game absent Georgia is at home. You know Mississippi State is really struggling right now. Vanderbilt's not very good right now. Auburn's going to be in Baton Rouge this weekend when you're getting healthy. Um, Saturday was largely a success as long as the Jackson Dart and Trey Harris injury are, are not long term. If you blame Kiffin today, he said that neither one of them is. And so that's a good thing, but you're not going to be perfect. It was an emotional letdown. It was a weird game, and they found a way to overcome it and and win. Um, Ole Miss 2022 doesn't win that game. Ole Miss 2022 doesn't win Tulane or LSU. Um, they, they've been down in the fourth quarter two weeks ago against division opponents and won both of those games. They were dominant in both of those games in the fourth quarter. Uh, so that speaks to, to team leadership and speaks to coaching. Hell, it even speaks to strength and conditioning staff. Um, uh, when you're that good in the fourth quarter, that it's it's all those things combining uh, for a really solid performance. So so take what you can get there, and you are 5-1, and one and much-needed rest week, and, and you can go – season opportunity uh, with Auburn coming up next. Another one, you know, despite the struggles for Ole Miss, it's a really solid win. Arkansas is always trouble for them, and it never felt to me like Ole Miss was in serious danger of losing, just uncomfortable. Another one, is it just me, or did Ole Miss feel in control for the most part? It's weird. I, you know, Jeffrey Wright also shared this sentiment. I, it's like he and, he and I were in the same brain, uh, even though we were not in the same place, nor were we even talking to each other, but uh, even when Ole Miss went down in the fourth quarter, I never for a second thought, yeah, they're going to lose here. I, I never thought that they, they were too in control of the lines of scrimmage, uh, frankly, for, for them to lose that game. It did get weird for a while, but I think they were too in control of the lines of scrimmage. Dart's injury really impacted his game. You could tell um, on the illegal forward pass, a healthy Dart takes off and runs. There was a couple of throws that he missed that looked like he he wasn't really on like firm on his platform and, and throwing uh, in control because of whatever the injury is. We'll never know what it is, but whatever it is, lower leg uh, clearly was making him uncomfortable. And so just a weird, weird night. And they overcame a weird night instead of losing that weird night like they've done in the past. When you're clunkers, as they say, then bye week couldn't be more perfect. Absolutely, perfectly timed. Why are you the the most surprised to see Chuck Liddell at the game? Uh, I, I apparently as a child that goes to Ole Miss, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. 
Hats off to the game day people in Oxford. It is really a next level experience. Yeah, I've heard really good things about what they're doing now, and, and that's completely uh, runs completely counter to the way it used to be. Frankly, Ole Miss for a while was so so far behind when it came to in game atmosphere and and stuff like that, fan engagement and atmosphere. I mean, they they used to be so far behind. I mean, it was a really sleepy sleepy environment. Now, stadium design doesn't help because it's really flat, and there's no there's no tiers, there's no upper decks, there's only one overhang because Ross Bjork ruined the one in the south end zone. Um, but yeah, I've I've heard great things about how far that they've come in, in terms of that, and I like again just what I'm hearing that they're trying things and not and you know if they're if they're not working then they don't work, but at least they're trying things, uh, you know. Um, that is the name of the game in 2023 and moving forward is is making the game more than just football on a field. There's got to be other stuff. A drone show uh, are the kind of things that will make a dad of two kids that are 10 and 7, the, it, it makes it harder to tell them no when it's such a cool experience as opposed to just a football game. You know what I mean? That you've got to do things like that to get people in the stadium because it's so hard people in the stadium anymore, the at-home product and expenses and stuff like that. The drone show with the flashing red and blue lights was awesome. Yeah, the videos are uh, are really cool. Defense outside of three straight possessions and a drive continuing after a phantom PI played really well. Yeah, they played well all night. They controlled the line of scrimmage all night. They they have got to get better on third down. That on both sides of the ball. Frankly, Ole Miss is bad on third down on offense as well. Uh they're not a good third down team. Uh and defensively, they're better on third and short than they are third and long. And it just it is um, you know, Pete Golding has forgotten more about football than I will ever learn in my entire life. But I would like to hear the rationale behind uh, the, the soft zone that they were doing on Saturday on third and long. Um, as opposed to being a little bit more aggressive, knowing that uh, you are able to get pressure. And uh, nobody that Arkansas had at wide receiver really scared you in terms of beating you over the top. So I would like to know, you know where that came from. And why they chose to uh, to go down that uh, go down that road. KJ Jefferson has been done a disservice by Dan Eno. Sam Pittman is probably fired at year's end. He's got a big buyout, but yeah, it, it seems likely. Dan Enos was a hire, and, and we talked about it this summer. Arkansas lost both coordinators, and and people are doing the same thing that they did with Mississippi State. Oh, it's gonna be fine. And I was like, hey, hey, uh. It's Dan Enos. Why is nobody talking about that? Why is everybody talking about Arkansas and, and how good they are and, or how good they're going to be and how solid they are? And nobody's mentioning like, hey, Dan Enos, is nobody going to talk about that? We did here on uh, on this live stream, and I tried to on the radio show. Well, it's, it never made sense. Should you get tickets to the Ole Miss Auburn game? What are the chances Hugh Freeze can ruin your day? Oh man! Oh, don't don't follow my lead on that. I would tell you to go personally. I would tell you to go. I, I think that uh, Hugh Freeze is a good football coach. I think he is, uh, despite um, everything else that we've talked about all the time, uh, can coach and scheme up uh, people. But frankly, especially after a road trip to Baton Rouge, I think they have the personnel. They shouldn't have the personnel to win this game. When they're in Baton Rouge this weekend at Ole Miss, 
Um, he is hamstrung by who he has on his roster. Um, getting to a bowl game this year for Auburn will be a, a very nice accomplishment. You say, by the way, it's a muscle thing in the groin area for Harris, not necessarily a groin thing in and of itself yet. I think it's a little more than that, but I did notice that he did take one uh, for the team. I have no idea why the internet's acting up like this. I'm sorry. I need to, I, I don't, I don't, there, there's nothing I can do, honestly. Um, I just, it's, it's a bad night here at the house, I guess. Loser of State Arkansas might go 0 and 8. Certainly possible. Certainly possible. Right now, you'd take Arkansas to win in Fayetteville. I would as well. Uh, what what happened with Mississippi State this weekend? Uh, I mean, it. the only thing worse uh, would have been a loss uh, itself. They are extremely poor defensively. Uh, they don't execute well enough offensively. They uh, Will Rogers got hurt, and, and it's not like he was particularly great either. Um, you're injured at running back now. I mean, it, it was a it was a disaster. Uh, for for as much of a win can be a disaster, that was a disaster uh, for, for Mississippi State for so many reasons. I mean, entering a bye week themselves, not not getting to go in with some confidence. I mean, that game should have looked so different. And it felt like in the first quarter it was going to, like they were playing well, they were up 17 nothing, and then they just kind of took their foot off the gas and inspired no confidence whatsoever. Um, and then got banged up uh, in the process. Uh, right now, Mississippi State's possibly staring four and eight in the face. I mean, if if you want to sugarcoat it, you can. Uh, but there's only one more game on the schedule right now that they'll be favored in. There's only one more, and it's Southern Miss, who's terrible. I mean, just really terrible. Uh, that's it right now. And of course, things can change, and maybe they get healthy during their bye week, and they beat Arkansas, and, and, you know, things can change, of course. But right now, they'd be favored in one game, and it's Southern Miss. They are staring 4-8 and eight in the face right now, and enough that happened yesterday is inspiring confidence uh, whatsoever. They look disorganized. Uh, you've had mixed messaging at the top of the program. that uh, They're not particularly good at quarterback and, and not adjusting at all. Uh, maybe... Mike Wright finally gets more consistent touches, but now you're banged up at running back. Uh, being as bad as they are in the front six on defense is is totally inexcusable considering what they have returning there. Um, they are getting beat in all facets of the game. It's a bad football team right now. I mean, let's just call it what it is, and we'll do the same thing tomorrow on the show because I think it's undeniable at this point that right now they stink. That doesn't mean that they will forever. No, but they stink right now. It, it's just reality. That's what it is. They stink. And things have to turn around quickly before it gets really weird uh, there, especially thanks to uh, to Andy Staples, who uh, uncovered that Zach Arnett's contract is really um, that they had kind of a fail-safe if year one went really poorly in it. And I know there's one media member out there that um, – after the article came out, we talked about it on the show, and Haydad talked about it on his podcast, where um, a- Andy Staples doesn't just randomly decide to dive into a first-year head coach's buyout in a hot seat article. He doesn't just randomly do that. Um, but there there was one media member that decided to uh, ask Mississippi State for it, and they were assured that 
everything's all good and nothing's changing. And there's no truth to that whatsoever because yeah, athletic departments totally tell the truth about things like that all the time. Um, that was an interesting inclusion in the Staples article about a, a buyout and a basically like a fail safe. If things go really, really poorly, that wasn't by accident. He, he doesn't do things and throw things in a list like that unless there's, unless there's something to it. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. So weird times upcoming in Starkville. Also, Ole Miss is top 10 in the country and defensive sacks pretty good. Yeah, they've been like that all season. For some reason, people have kept saying until now that they're bad on the defensive line. And I don't know where that's coming from. Maybe they're not great. They're certainly not upper tier. But but to say that they are bad up front was just wrong. I mean, they, they were too productive to be bad. Chase says, I'm not a fire the coach guy, especially not after one year. It sends a horrible message to future coaches. But if I was Selman, I'm making phone calls at worst. Yeah, that, that's the kind of bowing act uh, that that he's up against now, you know, because this isn't his guy. This wasn't his hire. But I, I don't think it's a secret that in the NIL era, Mississippi State has a lot of work to do uh, to, to be competitive in that space. I, I I know there are some people that say that their NIL program, oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's totally like it's good. Got just as much money as everybody else. They're lying. They don't. Uh, it they they are not as well funded in that space as teams on their tier. Not um, and, and can you tell people that they are is counterintuitive because it's not true. It's not true, and. You don't inspire people to raise money then. So I don't understand that. The push to say, no, the NIL is fine. Oh, it's totally fine. Yeah, totally fine. Plenty of money. All good. No, it's not. And that's okay. Tell people that. Make it known. But anyway, they're not asking me for strategy. But if I was trying to raise money, I wouldn't tell people that I have enough money. I mean, if you're if you're a business, if you go on Shark Tank, right, you've got this new invention. And you go to Shark Tank and you tell them, I don't really need your money. I got enough. I, I'm all I'm all set here. You think they're gonna give you more? No. So it's the same thing here. You're not inspiring. Uh, you're not inspiring donations by telling everybody you don't need them when you do. But you know, it's you've got an uphill battle to fight there. And Mike Leach's predecessor was two and fired. So in two of your last three coaches, you go two and fired, Mike Leach, one and fired. That that does send a message in the coaching community, not a particularly good one. But yeah, um, if it continues to go down this path, you at least make phone calls and see what kind of candidate list that you could come up with because they look organized. They look shell-shocked. Deer in the headlights is is how they play. It's it's how the program currently is. It's the it's the perception that they give off right now that it's too it's it's overwhelming. They it feels like they are overwhelmed, and that's not good. And you can't continue down that path in football. You can't do it. Arkansas still plays with effort though, and I wonder when that stops. Probably after this weekend with Alabama. <laughs> Probably after this weekend. How many times in the past has Ole Miss gotten shredded by a not good Arkansas team? It's happened before. 
Baxter State, the offense wasn't consistent under Leach, so I'm not too broken up about that. The secondary is a full turnover, so that's a little more forgivable, but this D-line being this bad is inexcusable. It's not even just that they're bad, it's that they're undisciplined. That, that That's the worst part about it. It's, it's not like they're just kind of losing matchups. They're out of position, they're missing tackles, they're creating penalties. It's everything, and and there's no way that a group that is this veteran should be as bad as they are. There's there, there's no way that 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 should be something that they are bad at, considering that that was their front six was supposed to be the strength of that team. What is the strength of the team? It's Woody Marks, but he can't. God bless him. Uh, he's been banged up. So what is the strength of that football team right now? It's running back. If they can stay healthy there. But that was supposed to be it, and it's not. Now, 8-4 and four is a disappointment for Ole Miss? Absolutely. Absolutely, because that means they lose to Georgia and one of – no. That means they lose to Georgia and two of A&M, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. Yeah, absolutely. Just glad Ole Miss is A&M at home and feel better about having uh, about how the D looked this weekend. Is it me? Hold on. Sorry. Let me just restart. Long day. I'm just glad Ole Miss has A&M home and feel better after how the D looked this weekend. Is it me, but does no team in the country look super dominant? No, not one. Georgia looks really dominant on Saturday, though. They, they, they kind of turned it on, and it felt that that felt different. Uh, Georgia, Ohio State also turned it on in the second half against Maryland, and they looked really, really good. Uh, but no, it, it does not feel like there's a super dominant team this year. It feels like everybody's got some kind of a flaw. Where uh, I mean, I, I think Oklahoma can lose. They may not, but they certainly can. Washington can lose. They may not, but they can. Same thing with Oregon. Same thing uh, with Florida State. Same thing with Georgia. Same thing with Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan hasn't been tested yet at all. I mean, not not at all. So there's a lot of movement that's still going to happen in, in a year that appears to be pretty uh, gettable still. You've heard Arnett is not exactly safe. You've heard, hey, that's safe. It's 5-7 and seven, or especially 4-8. and eight, He is gone. I don't know if it's that. Cut and dry, he would know more than me. But I don't think it's that simple. Where if they go 5-7, and seven, see ya. Um, but I, I'm telling you, Andy Staples didn't randomly decide to just look into the contract of a first-year head coach. He just didn't. He didn't randomly decide to do that. And if you think that he randomly decided, d- decided to do that, y- you don't understand. Buyout is, I think it's less than that, but also he has a mitigation clause. So if he gets a new job, whatever that job is paying him gets taken out of the buyout. It is a very school-friendly contract. You thought Ole Miss's energy was somewhat like it was versus LSU. It just got halted by head-scratching penalties. I mean, when your quarterback gets hurt on the second play of the game, you know, that hurts things. But, yeah, a handful of drives – Uh, got uh, stalled by early penalties, especially after successful, like, first down plays. And so instead of moving the chains going downhill, it would be second and 20. 
or first and 20. Uh, so, yeah, penalties derailed drives. Some of them were good calls. A lot of them were not as well. But it is uh, it is what it is. Ole Miss dominated Arkansas in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ulysses Bentley, the fourth, needs to play more. Right now, he's the better back. Right now, the way he's playing, right now, he's the better back. His vision, his his speed, he 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 zero to sixty appears to be faster than Judkins. Like like he plants his foot, makes a cut, and, and he gets to that top speed faster than than Judkins does right now. On state, there's an entire roster flip from this era coming next year. So if you can get a guy you like, pull the trigger and just restart and hate it for Arnett, but he'll be employed quickly as a DC, no doubt. No doubt, but you know, baseball and football are different, and uh, I, I don't buy that Selman didn't understand the baseball thing at Mississippi State completely. Um, he kept Lamonis around. He he gave Lamonis a longer leash when he would have been totally justified in firing him after last season, completely and totally justified. Being the worst team in the SEC two years in a row is grounds for termination for that baseball program. So we've gotten kind of a look into how he approaches coaches and and handling hot seats and stuff like that football is different though football does pay the bills and baseball does not so you know it's it's anecdotal evidence on how he'll do that Bentley looks like a dude out there we're seeing a change of pace at running back that is very effective to spell Judkins no doubt you've been on record as calling Mullen haters morons so now it's fun seeing people change their tunes quickly He'd be my first call after my wish list coaches I'd make tell me no. Who would be on that list? Um, I don't think Jeff Lebby would take it. I think he's got his eyes uh, set on a couple of other jobs. That's not an anti-Mississippi State thing. I just I think that he is going to be patient, uh, more patient than State fans agree with me on, frankly. I, I don't think that he would. Could be wrong, but I don't think that he would. Um, who would be on that list? I mean, you would be dumb not to try for Lance Leopold. I mean, you, you got to try. I would talk to uh, Jeff Trailer at UTSA. Um, hmm. Who would be on that list? I would look into Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. But... Awful referees at Ole Miss, very one-sided, phantom, and missed calls. There's a couple of really, really, really bad ones. Really, really bad ones. Last night versus Arkansas was one of those games where there really isn't anything to take away. Maybe the defense is something, but overall it was a little bit of a boring game to watch. It was a boring game to watch. Uh, There are things you can take away, uh, I suppose, but um, the, the, the biggest thing is big picture stuff. Frankly, I don't think it's as much X's and O's on this game as it is. You played poorly, your quarterback got hurt, and you survived and get to the bye week at 5-1. and one. That That's more of what you take away as opposed to, like, on this series, they ran this play, you know. That's more for games like LSU. It was a stupid call for the fourth and five. Lane Kiffin knew Dart was limited, should have had a running back run play or swing pass, although a healthy dart wouldn't get sacked there. He probably, I don't know if, if he escapes that. Um, I don't think the play call was the stupid thing. 
there. I think going for it on fourth down deep in your own territory when your defense is playing really well was the stupid thing. I, the, the play call didn't bother me. It was the decision. How does Texas 8 and 4 only have five top 25 votes? Uh, I saw an AP voter on Twitter uh, rank Texas ahead of Oklahoma, and then she tried to justify it. Here's what she said. I, I saved this because I wanted to talk about it. Uh, tomorrow, anyway. Emily Liker is her name. She writes for Syracuse.com. So she covers Syracuse and is a Missouri grad. Love the Missouri J School. Somebody tweeted at her and said, any logic behind ranking Texas two spots ahead of Oklahoma? Here's what she said. These teams have five other games on their resumes. From watching and looking back at stats, I didn't feel like Oklahoma outplayed Texas to the point of leaping it in the rankings. Win by greater than three, and I likely would have. Final drive was good. Moved Oklahoma four spots and Texas down three. Yes, there, there was a game that happened on the field. On a neutral site, by the way where undefeated Oklahoma beat Texas and she ranked Texas ahead of Oklahoma. When when we saw Oklahoma beat Texas on the football field, that wasn't enough for this voter. That's why polls are so stupid. I mean, so stupid. Uh, The AP poll is utterly meaningless at this point, but that was especially, I mean, how remarkably stupid is that line of thinking. There was a game played on the field between those two teams on a neutral site literally yesterday. And she ranked the losing team of that game. When they went into the game with identical records, she picked the losing team of that game ahead of the winning team of that game. It's so stupid. What is even the point of playing games anyway? Just so stupid. You're still sticking with 9-3. and three. Prediction for Ole Miss beat Auburn and beat the We Are Ole Miss Demons, too. And I'll switch to 10-2. and two. I think Ole Miss beats A&M at home. That'll be a huge weekend if they can get past Arkansas. You think the soft zone was because Arkansas lives and dies by the deep ball. If you look at the LSU-Arkansas tape, KJ torched LSU on deep shots. Well, everybody torches LSU on deep shots. Everybody. So, I mean, what's the difference? But, I mean, if... If you're so worried about getting beaten deep, then why are you letting them be on third and long? I'd no, I'd um I mean maybe that is the logic. I just I, I allowing teams to convert third and longs to avoid getting beat over the top, I, I think's uh a weak man's mentality. Also, you're afraid your state let Stella get her groove back take with Alabama last week was accurate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played really bad, too, and still won that game. 14 penalties for Alabama. From what little you watched of A&M and Alabama, felt like Jimbo had it for most of the game. Yep, and blew it with coaching mistakes. His clock management is so, 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 so bad. Pete is in a really has done really well despite there being a talent issue and looking at how he's recruiting, going to get a lot better quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I've been impressed with him really uh, the whole time. So people critical during the game of him, I I thought were reactionary and foolish, but that's okay. It's during a game. Sometimes during a game, you can be reactionary and foolish. I am when I, I mean, when I watch the Saints, except for today, 
So I'm, I, I feel that. Do referees hate Lane and Ole Miss yesterday? There were so many bad calls. I think they're just bad. Really, just really bad. I think that's what it is. They're just bad. I don't think it's anti-Ole Miss bias. I think they're horrible at their job. 11-1, and one, Rebs make the playoff stretch, but if they beat Georgia, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be shocked if uh, an 11-1 SEC team would not make the playoff, especially with that one loss being in Tuscaloosa, and they would have a road win against Georgia. I mean, uh, you would have to hope that the Pac-12 kind of eats itself. Uh, maybe Oklahoma loses another game. But 11-1 uh, and one win in Athens is hard to leave out. What's its best avenue to a bowl uh, appearance? Uh, Arkansas, Southern Miss, Ole Miss. That that that's their best path, probably their only path. So they would have to split Auburn and Arkansas and be. Oh, I, I mean, I don't think they're beating Kentucky. I don't. Hell, I, I mean, I guess Auburn's there too. What did I say? Arkansas, Southern Miss, Ole Miss. Yeah, you can throw Auburn in that mix as well. But, mm. You think they could possibly stumble into a win versus Kentucky if they flop on the road like Mark Stoops always does? Ole Miss' defensive line isn't bad or good. It's inconsistent. I don't know if it's inconsistent. Can be good at times and bad at other times. I, I don't see the bad. I, I mean, um, it's just not going to be – they're limited talent-wise. And what I what I tell people often is, you know, the other the other team has coaches and players too. You, you know, you're not – it's not a video game where, where you're just going to kind of dominate every single snap. Um I mean, sometimes you just get beat on certain plays and, and even in certain games. I, I think – no, I, I – yeah. I guess I'm kind of talking in circles, but – wasn't Zach Selman supposed to be known for NIL? He's forward-thinking. I mean, he's he's changed a lot of things. He's doing well. It's just they're behind. They were behind, and that, I think that – there's only so much an AD can do. Step the box versus Auburn and force them to pass. That's the recipe for a win because they can't do it. Paul, a resident Arkansas fan, said, I did not see this Arkansas team being this bad. I didn't think they were going to be this bad, but wasn't particularly high on them myself. Pete put in a different defensive line for Arkansas to stop the run. Manhandled Arkansas's offensive line all game. There's a lot of personnel up front. They are very, they they believe in like ten guys on the defensive line, um, and, and I think that's led to them having success in the fourth quarter. I mean that they're, they're they're fresh. They rotate a lot of guys uh, up front on defense, and, and that's helped them a ton. So. If State doesn't give Arnett two to three years to make his changes, State will have a hard time in coaches and recruiting. I'm going to go rapid fire here. I'm, I'm kind of feeling like crap, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and get going. But I'll read all of uh, your messages, and then we'll get out of here. 
Shout out to Miami for the worst loss in the entire season. Cristobal is a joke, and they're paying him $80 million for 10 years, and this isn't the first time he's lost a game not kneeling. It's it's strategy for him, which makes it even worse. Like, if it was just one brain fart where he just made one bad decision one time, it's forgivable. That's his strategy. I mean, a colossal failure, an embarrassing, embarrassing loss. You texted the show about Georgia and said they have complacency issues. Last year, they were uncomfortably close with a directional school and all but lost to Missouri. We were having a Stetson is the guy conversations until their first big ranked game in Athens. And we all collectively said, oh, yeah, never mind. There they are. And that was kind of. Yeah, that was uh, that was yesterday. The Enos hire is getting Pittman fired. Pittman is now two and two against Kiffin and two and one against Leach in Mississippi State. I really thought he had turned it around. Do I consider that 2021 year a fluke? I don't think it was a fluke, but I, I'm with you. I, I do think that losing Bryles and um, and Odom and replacing them with lesser coaches is going to do him in. Where's Jam Griffin at? He's been hurt, but who do you want him to to get carries over? You know, that's the thing is if Jam Griffin gets a carry, that means Judkins and Bentley don't. So, you know, he's he's been hurt, but even if he was available yesterday, why play him? You know, imagine if John Cohen was still at state, he'd probably be on his way to being fired soon. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Petrino would win at Mississippi State. Would he? I'm not totally convinced that he would. I would I would avoid him if I were state. But that's just me. Thoughts on the P.I. call on Prince? It was horrible. I mean, just awful. It was late. Late. I mean, so freaking late. Uh, Just horrible. Inexcusable, honestly. Looking ahead, something to think about. You're glad Auburn doesn't have Spencer Sanders. They'd probably kill to have one of the quarterbacks. Keep up the good work. Thank you, man. Thank you. Hugh Freeze tried to get basically everybody and couldn't. That's something to something to remember. They tried. They, they, they tampered. They went after a bunch of guys in the portal, and they ended up with Peyton Thorne. Him for that. Urban Meyer, but again, this is my wish list of people I'd make tell me no. Lance Leopold is my first call, though, but I suspect he holds out for a better job. Yes, I mean, and Kansas is investing uh, a lot in football as well, so he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to just get the hell out. You know, they're actually responding to um, his success, and so maybe he, he does have time to uh, to wait. And not just jump to the the next better job because Mississippi State's a better football job than Kansas. There's no doubt about it. But maybe he's got his eyes on a better job than Mississippi State, and so he might be willing to to wait until something like that happens. Yeah, officiating it was just so 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 bad. Uh, I mean, the the SEC with, with the amount of money that they have, um, need to invest in full-time officials uh, get the same guys to do football and basketball make them full-time employees you can afford it do it it'll improve you you think we could see arkansas and state go head-to-head for a coach that would be interesting would it hit wasn't targeting but it was a personal foul hit to the head and neck area of a defenseless player i'm glad frankly though i'm glad a player didn't get kicked out of a game for that hit. I, I'm I'm comfortable with the no call there. It's it just happened so fast and, and Wade kind of dropped himself as well. You size up a receiver and it, it, it the game happened so freaking fast that um 
I'm glad that he didn't get kicked out of the game and suspended for, for that. It's a football play. There was no malice whatsoever. He was just playing ball. And I'm glad that they, they took that off, honestly. Chase, you are insane. Hear me out, Will Muschamp? No, absolutely not. I will not hear you out. No, what is wrong with you? No. He's underachieved at two places that have more resources than, than, than yours. No way. You're nuts. I love you, but you're nuts. Imagine that offense with Keon Coleman, no doubt. They tried. They they tried, man. They tried. Head coach of Tulane is Willie Fritz. Willie Fritz is that would that would be interesting. He's a little bit older. Kind of a lot of bit older. He's a good coach, though. Looks like we were kind of right on LSU Missouri. Drinkwitz just doesn't do it for me. And Jaden Daniels is a beast, but LSU is still terrible on defense. They made plays when they had to, though, didn't they? They at least responded in uh, in that game and and ended up playing well. So at, uh, at least there's that. To be fair, Arkansas was always the just-get-past-it game this year. True. And they did it. Yeah, Willie Fritz, 64-65. Uh, Let's see. I've got gold here. He's older. It feels kind of kind of goofy talking about um, uh, candidates for a job that's not open, and he's only six games in to, to said job. Willie Fritz is sixty three, by the way. He's from Kansas, by the way. Uh, if if Leopold moves on, I wonder if Kansas wouldn't swoop in, especially with the investment that they're putting into their program. That would make some sense. State scored fourteen on the LSU defense for what that's worth, and it came late, right? Looking at next year's recruiting class, Pete Golding has something special for the D-line. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he does. See you Tuesday. Yes, yeah, see you Tuesday, uh, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock on, on Tuesday. I'll see you. Also, that Arkansas beat writer saying two years ago that Arkansas shouldn't get beat by the two Mississippi schools and much of anything ever. Yeah, he says that, but they do it all, 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 all the time. So, Kane Womack date. Curious... Um, how state fans would feel about that. He's a hell of a coach. He'd win. That's uh, that's for sure. All right. I've, uh, I've got to go lay down. I'm not feeling well. I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you for tuning in. Like the video, all that. I will see you on Tuesday, uh, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock Tuesday, uh, we'll talk about the open weekend, which is what next weekend is. Nobody's playing on Saturday. I'll, uh, I'll see you then, though, Tuesday, 8 o'clock. See ya. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.